Buonasera! My name is Marcello. I am a tour leader with Explore. Ciao! Come, follow me. Behind this 200 year old gate is the best view of one of Rome's finest fountains. Ah, oh, bellissima! Look at the Renaissance detail, the sunlight in the bronze! Not everyone knows about Turtle Fountain, but you will if you explore. Search explore.co.uk and don't just travel, explore. Hey there, and welcome to my Saturday mini-sode. I know that weekends can often be quite difficult when you're single and you don't have kids. So I wanted to do a very short episode every Saturday morning, just so that you can listen to someone first thing on a Saturday who totally gets it, who totally has your back, and who knows that weekends can still be awesome, even more so, when you're on your own. I'm gonna be talking about all sorts of things from my general wonderings to my words of wisdom about life. Take the word wisdom with a huge pinch of salt to stuff that I'm currently obsessed with, whether that be books or music or podcasts. Whatever it is, I really hope that you guys will enjoy it. So, without further ado, here we go. Well, hello and welcome back to my Saturday mini-sode. So, seeing as this mini-sode goes out on the 23rd of December, I thought I would talk about some of my favourite films and include a couple of Christmas films. So, I know this is a bit random, but hopefully it might be vaguely interesting to listen to. Who knows? We'll find out. But sometimes these mini-sodes just are what they are. What can I say? Now, the first five of these films are very much in the kind of rom-com love genre. So I can only apologise, but the last two are not. So to start, my absolute favourite film of all time happens to also be a Christmas film. Well, actually, I've recently had this debate with two of my nephews who don't agree that it's a Christmas film, but I think of it as a Christmas film because it has Christmas scenes and it ends on New Year's Eve and it has Christmas music. So anyway, whether or not you think it's a Christmas film, the film is When Harry Met Sally. I actually did a mini-sode about this film last year where I talked about a very traumatic experience I had a few years ago when watching When Harry Met Sally on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day happens to be my birthday. But I won't bang on about that because, as I say, you can you can listen to that mini-sode if you want to hear that story. But all I will say is that if you have never watched When Harry Met Sally, make sure that you watch a version that has the original soundtrack because the soundtrack is an iconic and very important part of the film. And it turns out that there are versions out there that do not contain the original soundtrack and it basically ruins the entire film, especially the final scene, which is iconic. Anyway, I have loved When Harry Met Sally for as long as I can remember. It's based in New York, a city that I bloody love, and it stars Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal, legends, as well as Carrie Fisher. And there's just something about this film that is so, so brilliant. 
it is a love story and it's also a friendship story and it has such a brilliant script, such a funny script, such an amazing soundtrack. I can practically recite the whole thing while I'm watching it because I've watched it so many times. Um, I also love the little clips of the old couples which sort of happen throughout the film and I think it might just be the best romantic comedy of all time, in my humble opinion. And the funny thing is, is that you don't actually really learn anything or really know anything about either Harry or Sally themselves and their lives. And it really is based um, purely around the relationship that they have and what they both think about love and sex and friendship. And one of the main questions of the film is... Can men and women really be friends or does the sex thing always get in the way? And to be honest, I'm still not sure I actually know the true answer to that question. But anyway, to me, it is the best film ever. And if you haven't seen it, I urge you to watch it because like I said on a recent podcast episode, even if we're single, we can still absolutely love watching a romantic comedy. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is a film called Sideways, which I actually wasn't convinced about the very first time I watched it. But then for some reason, I watched it again. And now it is right up there as one of my very favourite films. I just love it so much. If you haven't seen it, um, it's basically about two male friends both in kind of crisis mode, one of whom is about to get married. And these two old friends go away for a kind of stag weekend because the one who isn't getting married wants to take the one who is getting married on a tour of the Californian wine country. And these two guys could not be more different. So Miles, uh, who is played by the brilliant Paul Giamatti, He is a would-be writer who is kind of failing in life and who is still devastated about the breakup of his marriage. And he's the one who's not getting married. And then there's Jack, who's played by Thomas Hayden Church, who is the kind of handsome but total womanizer friend. And these two guys sort of meet these two women one of whom is played by the brilliant Virginia Madsen, who I absolutely love in this film. She's amazing. And also Sandra Oh plays the other woman, uh, who I also love because I'm a massive fan of Grey's Anatomy and Sandra Oh is in Grey's Anatomy. Anyway, it's based around these four people and it is just so brilliant. It's, it's, It's really, it's a very almost kind of simple film, but there's just something about this film that I think is so, so brilliant and so kind of understated and somehow it manages to be incredibly magical as well as really funny and really raw and really sad so yeah do watch it if you haven't already it is definitely one of my favorites and again it's called sideways um okay so moving on to film number three you're gonna laugh at me but this is one of my favorite films ever i'm obsessed with it and it's cocktail with tom cruise and elizabeth shue I wonder if anyone else has this film in their top 10. I just love it so much. The film dates back to 1988, which is slightly disturbing. And it actually had terrible reviews at the time. And it's still kind of known as a really shit movie. But I think it's amazing. So 
The story is of Tom Cruise playing a guy called Brian Flanagan who has these big dreams of making loads of money and kind of making it in the big city, i.e. New York City. And he gets a part-time job as a bartender with an older bartender called Doug, who's played by an Australian guy called Brian Brown. And the two of them become this very sort of cool duo who make amazing cocktails in a very cool way. And the two of them sort of dream of opening up their own place. But they fall out over a woman and Brian, Tom Cruise, then heads to Jamaica and is a bartender in a beach bar where he meets Elizabeth Shue. Um, And ultimately, it's kind of a story about how money can't buy you happiness. And there are various twists and turns as well as a a real tragedy. Um, But then, of course, a happy ending. And it's such an 80s film with such a great 80s soundtrack, including a song that I'm fucking obsessed with called Shelter of My Love by Jimmy Cliff, which... If there was a song that makes me want a boyfriend, it's that song. And it plays during this very steamy waterfall scene in Jamaica. Anyway, I don't know why I love this film so much, but actually... I think it has all the components of a great film. It has this sort of love story between Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue, which almost ends up in disaster because Tom ends up shagging an older woman. I'm probably older than that older woman in that film, but I'm not going to allow that to upset me. Um, But it's also got the story of Tom's best mate, who's also his kind of nemesis and who is ultimately a very tragic character. And even my 17-year-old nephews love this film I forced them to watch it a few years ago and I asked them the other day why they loved it and they said that it's just an awesome film because it because it has a classic plot line and they also love the fact that it's about a guy who mixes amazing cocktails one of them also said yeah and Elizabeth Shue is really hot which she is in this film so there you go that's film number three on this list okay number four which is most definitely one of my very favourite Christmas films, and it is Love Actually. And yes, I do realise that every single film so far is about love, but hey, what can I tell you? I'm a romantic at heart, buried somewhere underneath my single at heartness. I can't explain it. Doesn't mean I don't love being single, and doesn't change the fact that I'm not looking for a boyfriend. Go figure. Humans are complex creatures, right? Anyway, on to Love Actually. I mean, I think it's amazing even from the opening scene with all the people hugging at Heathrow Airport. And it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it, actually. But the people at the Heathrow arrivals, you know, they make up every different kind of love, from parents and children to friends to siblings to romantic couples to grandparents and grandchildren and everything in between. Um, Now, one thing I have to comment on is the soundtrack, because... This film has two of my absolute favourite Christmas tunes ever, starting with possibly my number one Christmas song in the world, which is very difficult for me to choose because I love Christmas music, but it's Alone on Christmas by Darlene Love. Oh my God, this song kills me. 
it starts off, I mean, it's just, it is, it is one of the best beginnings of a song ever, I think. And it's just so uplifting. It's just so Christmassy. And it has this awesome bit, kind of two thirds of the way through the song where it goes into this sax part to the tune of Jingle Bells. It's just so awesome. I absolutely love it. And also another one of my very favorite Christmas songs is the Otis Redding version of White Christmas. Uh, which is such an amazing cover. If you haven't heard it, do check. Well, I'm sure you have heard it because I'm sure everybody's seen um, Love Actually. But anyway, um, another amazing song on that soundtrack is Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell, which plays during that heartbreaking scene where Emma Thompson's character is crying in her bedroom when she realises that her husband, Alan Rickman, is shagging someone else. And then, of course... God Only Knows by the Beach Boys, which plays in the final scene where we're back at Heathrow Airport. But yeah, it's such a great soundtrack and such a great film. And I've been trying to think of my favourite storyline, but it's so hard to choose one out of the 10 different storylines. But I do love the Colin Firth storyline with Jay. He's he plays Jamie and Aurelia. I love that storyline, which culminates in that restaurant scene where he asks her to marry him. Um, and again, I've got goosebumps even thinking about it. Uh, what else? Yeah, Sarah and Carl. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This storyline. Night, Carl. Oh my God, I can't even take it. I literally can't take it. And as much as I love this storyline, one thing that is so annoying is that they seemingly never actually get together just because Sarah's brother keeps calling her. I mean, it it doesn't make any sense because surely if they really liked each other, they would have got together anyway. Like, why did that mean that they just didn't get together? It's just, it's it's annoying. Anyway, I love that storyline. Night, Carl. Fuck knows. Um, I also love the Hugh Grant, Martin McCutcheon storyline, not least because of the Hugh Grant dancing scene when he doesn't realise he's being watched. Um, But also the bit in the school where they end up snogging on the stage. And um, I I just love that storyline. I love Hugh Grant. uh, And he actually features in another of my favourite films. But also, can I just say, in that storyline, that young girl who in the Christmas show at the school who sings all I want for Christmas Jesus Christ this this girl's voice is just unbelievable I mean she's probably about 40 by now worryingly um and then the other storyline which I will briefly mention is the one with Colin who goes to America and ends up in bed with three of the hottest girls on the planet January Jones Denise Richards and Ivana Milechevich I'm not sure how you say her surname I think it's Milechevich But actually, the only other thing I want to briefly mention about Love Actually is my least favourite scene, which always makes my skin crawl. I don't know if anybody anybody else hates this scene as much as I do. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's the one with Rowan Atkinson in Selfridges, wrapping the present for Alan Rickman. And he takes ages and he's shoving all this Christmas stuff into this bag. And I find it so painful to watch. I mean, I guess that's the whole point. But it, it, it pains me to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I can't even watch this. Anyway, there you go. Love Actually is number four on my list of favourite films. So I promise you that number five is the last of the romantic films because... Number six and seven are definitely not rom-coms. But anyway, number eight is Four Weddings and a Funeral. I just love this film. 
I mean, clearly I'm a Richard Curtis fan, but yeah, Four Weddings and a Funeral has long been a favourite film of mine. I say that, I actually haven't watched it for ages, but I just, I love it so much. It's it's such a brilliant script. It's so funny. It's so lovely. It's so sad. It's so brilliantly done. The only questionable thing about this film, in my opinion, is Andy McDowell. I'm just not sure. I mean, I say it's my favourite film. She's like one of the main, well, the main part alongside Hugh Grant, but I'm just not sure about her in this film. And there are a couple of kind of cringeworthy scenes where she slightly does my head in. But anyway, it's still one of my favourite films. But other than that, I find this film completely joyous, apart from the funeral scene, obviously, which is just absolutely incredible my god when they when when the guy um john hannah reads out uh that poem is just it's just unbelievable yeah i mean what a scene um but i must admit that like i said just now i do love hugh grant when he's playing that very british character that he is so so good at probably because it's basically him but actually in bridget jones he is so much hotter probably because uh he's a bad boy But can I just take you guys back, if you haven't watched this film for a while, to one of my favourite scenes, which is the moment where he's running after Andy McDowell on London's South Bank, and he does that bumbling speech where he tells her he loves her. And I actually watched this and looked this up, and he's like, I just, ah, this is a really stupid question particularly in view of our recent shopping excursion because they've been shopping for wedding dresses for her wedding to the Scottish dude. But I just wondered if by any chance, I mean, obviously not because I'm just some git who's only slept with nine people. There's that brilliant, brilliant scene where he, where she's telling him all the people he slept with and he's like, I don't know what the fuck I've been doing with my time. I love that scene. But then he goes, but I really feel, in short, in the words of David Cassidy, when he was still with the Potchish family, I think I love you. Um, and it's just the cutest thing and I love it. Anyway, so yes, great film, so many brilliant moments, and I personally love the fact that Hugh, it sounds awful, but I love the fact that Hugh Grant's character leaves his bride, Duckface, um, at the altar because he knows he doesn't love her. And the reason I think this is brilliant is because it takes a lot of guts to do that, but I wonder how many people end up in that church or not church, wherever, thinking, oh my God, what have I done? What am I doing? Anyway, just a bit of food for thought there. Um, Now, just in case you were getting worried that I'm a bit too keen on romantic films that are all about love and relationships, I want to allay your fears by telling you my final two favourite films on this list, which probably speak far more to my character and interests than the previous five. So they are Silence of the Lambs and Seven. Um, And I'm sure most of you have seen both of them. But I love nothing more than a psychological thriller. And these really are two of the best, in my opinion. It's why I became a freaking detective, because I have such a fascination with all things crime, serial killers particularly, and basically deeply disturbing shit. Not quite sure what that says about me, but hey, there you go. So, Silence of the Lambs. Is this not just the best thriller ever? I mean, it is so, 
so good. It's so, so scary. And Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter is just freaking amazing. And Jodie Foster, obviously amazing. And the scene when he's in the cage and he's in that straitjacket trolley thing and he escapes. And oh my gosh, the bit where he puts the guy's face on top of his face. He basically wears the guy's face. It's just so disturbing. And also Buffalo Bill, the serial killer on the loose. Is he not the most terrifying guy? That scene where he does that dance when he puts his what am I going to call this? I'm just going to say it when he puts his penis in between his legs and does that dance. And that poor girl who is stuck in the freaking hole in the ground. And then Jodie Foster turns up at the house and realizes where she is. I mean, it really is the stuff that nightmares are made of. And I, I mean, I'm talking about this assuming that you've all seen it, but if you haven't, then you absolutely must, even though I've just completely ruined it for you. Um, and I don't know why I watch these films because I have such a vivid imagination. So they scare the absolute crap out of me, but I insist on watching them. And yet Silence of the Lambs is just an absolute classic. And moving on to the final one, which is Seven, which is also so brilliant. And Brad Pitt plays the cop and Gwyneth Paltrow plays his wife and Kevin Spacey plays the baddie or the serial killer rather. And I remember the first time I watched that film and at the end I was like, I know what's in that box. I know what's in the box. I won't say in case you haven't seen it, but the whole film, all the scenes are filmed practically in the dark and it's always kind of raining. Oh, and Morgan Freeman's in it as well. I mean, he's amazing, but it's really dark and really creepy and it's just such a great film. And actually, that's just reminded me of another thriller that is one of my favourites, which is Jagged Edge with Jeff Bridges. Have any of you guys ever seen Jagged Edge? Um, you must watch it if you love a good thriller. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's also got uh, Glenn Close in it too. So there you go. Okay, so there is my random list of seven of my favourite films. And there are many others, including Jaws, bloody love Jaws, uh, Hannah and Her Sisters, such a brilliant Woody Allen film. Uh, another Woody Allen film that I absolutely love is Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Uh, I also love The Shawshank Redemption, one of my favourite films for sure. Uh, randomly, Back to the Future, one of my favourite films ever. Um, also, girls just want to have fun with Helen Hunt and Sarah Jessica Parker when they were both very, very young. My sister and I used to be obsessed with that film. So good. Also, Airplane. Oh my God, so brilliant. But yeah, there are so, so many. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. I hope that this very random mini-sode has reminded you of some films that you might want to watch over the Christmas break or given you some films that you might watch for the first time over the Christmas break. Wishing you all a very, very, very happy, happy Christmas. Thank you so, so much for listening to Spinsterhood Reimagined. Can you believe that this podcast is going to be two years old in February? I cannot bloody believe it. But seriously, thank you so much for tuning in every week. Um, have a fabulous weekend and a fabulous Christmas. Remember that you are awesome. And also remember that you are not alone. If you're feeling a bit down about Christmas, there are many, many, many of us singles who are having Christmas as not part of a couple. And that's okay. Just know that it's not just you. There's a whole bloody great gang of us. 
Okay, I will see you guys back here on Tuesday. Uh, happy Christmas. Lots of love. Bye.